You know that we have great advertisers that support the show and keep it free for you. One of the reasons why advertisers love the NBA show is that the show has amazing listeners. And right now we have a survey that I'd love for you to help us out with by taking some time just to fill this out. You're our audience. We want to know what you think. Just go to podsurvey.com slash NBA. The survey will only take five minutes, we swear. We're going to ask you some questions about yourself and what you'd like to buy, but it's completely anonymous. It's cool if you don't buy anything. Your answers help us find advertisers that are well-matched to you, your interests, and the show. When you're finished, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. That goes a long way on it Amazon. It does. Seriously. Even if you've taken a podcast listener survey before, I'd like you to, to take ours anyway. And help support the show. Don't forget that you have a chance to win that $100 gift card. You can, like, order tons of paper towel from Amazon. <laughs> Once again, that is podsurvey.com slash NBA. Thanks for helping us find the best advertisers so that we can keep the show free. While you're at it, if you want more free stuff, subscribe to our other podcast feeds. There's Keeping It 1600 about politics. Pods, 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 pods. There's The Watch with the now musical Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. And Andy Greenwald. There's The Ringer NFL Show. This podcast, The Ringer NBA Show, Channel 33, and The Bill Simmons pod those are all available on itunes soundcloud and google play music and now it is time for sources say we won yeah <laughs> they suck yeah we here yeah. what oh what are you talking about man was that the sound? Was, gone, was that the sound of an alarm? I, I think it was. It was. This is a new episode of Sources Say. I'm Juliette Littman. Oh, Canada. <laughs> I'm Chris Ryan. The Raptors are still here. And you know who else is here? Andrew Sharp. Woo! What's up, Sharp? Welcome back, man. You're always our intern. What's going on? It's been too long. What's your favorite thing that's happened? We sounded the alarm. What's your favorite thing that's happened in the sport of basketball since the end of Grantland.com? So you that's have, a lot. It's yeah. a whole season. Uh, yeah, you haven't. You have from October 31st, the eve of this current season, to today. May nineteenth. Pick one. We literally one just got on the phone. This is this is way too intense uh, of a question. Do you um, know this is how I roll. But, yeah, I mean Jesus. Uh, five minutes ago, I watched uh, Rajon Rondo play Isaiah Thomas in Connect Four for ten minutes, and it was amazing. So that I'm going with Rondo. Has Rondo recovered from his his uh, public relations disasters from earlier in the season? I forgot about the Bill Kennedy Chris, situation. I- if that's what you want to call it. It was really, that was pretty ugly. Yeah, it was dark. Really it was dark. dark. I think I think we all need to change our estimation of Rondo. Connect four and all. So. And Rondo also, Rondo had like a rep as, he was somebody that sort of free-thinking basketball fans loved. And then he came out with the, the slur. I don't know, man. Yeah. I've, I still love Rondo, though. Really weird pick for you, Sharp. It's just not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> really weird. Well, I just watched it. It was fantastic. He's also, he can't, he doesn't have any moment like Kevin Durant's mom bought a condo in like DuPont Circle or something like that. <laughs> so there's nothing really for him to yeah. put his claws into. Sharp, let's do, let's, that's a good place to start. Um, yeah. Where, where, like watching Kev and Russ and Dion be brothers and just have like a tumultuous Oklahoma City season where they've clearly dis- def- defined themselves as probably the second best team in the Western Conference and maybe the third best team in the NBA and are just a few pieces away and maybe just a few tweaks 
How does it feel to know that you came so close to getting your prodigal son back, but he will probably stay in Oklahoma at least for another year? So I told you this yesterday. I'm happy for you. It's been a great week between the Sixers for me? winning. Yeah, for you, Chris Ryan. Winning the lottery. <laughs> Yeah. Did you watch for our live you. stream? Sure. It's been you, a great week for you. Did you watch our live stream? I didn't. I, I was. I. It was an hour long. <laughs> I sat down. I watched the first like Good two note. minutes. Good note. Good <laughs> note. I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I'm happy for you guys, the Thunder Buddies. Uh, they're coming back from the dead here. I'm not honestly that discouraged because for the last like four months the wizards have been nothing but darkness and uh i've lost hope so long ago that like their success i'm happy for the thunder man that's great he seems like he's into and it seems like durant's into donovan now like they've had i like that this thunder team is a little bit more outwardly dysfunctional in places like Mm -hmm. they get mad at each other in the court they snap at billy i like it I did too. Um, there did was, you see Durant last night? Oh, when he was uh, when he went up to Dion and he was like, Dion. "Hey man, hey man, fuck you." <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Durant just like walked up to him after hitting a jumper. Durant was weird last night because he was he was in and out of the game, but then he would like hit a shot and laugh. Like I feel like he was like just being yeah. kind of strange. Maybe is Mercury still in retrograde? I don't think I've retrograde? ever seen him smile on the court before. Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, he was he was smiling and then cursing out Dion. I after the after the Dion thing, like I don't know how anybody cannot cheer for the Thunder after that. They're a really fun team. What do you think about Russ's shirt last night with the gigantic hole in the front? <laughs> so I actually was going to ask you this: uh, Are you do you feel like his fashion is maybe getting a little bit too turned up at this point? Um, no, I don't know. Russ is just Dang. Russ. Like he's. He's wonderful. How can you not love that guy? He plays such intensity. One thing I really enjoyed in these playoffs is Chris Weber, Chris Weber riding hard for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Every game, he's like, "That's the kind of guy I want to play with." He gives you his all. I do feel like though that so, there's not. It's I like, don't know if I do enjoy that. I was just gonna say it's impossible to find a good color commentator who is also not riding for coaches or riding for players blindly, like JVG. Be yeah. like Dwayne Casey would have gotten. The Nobel Prize, if this, if you've been coaching a team in the United States, but because of it, and I, I think it's just like, or, or just no coach is ever to blame for anything. And then Weber is just like, all you Westbrook haters, that's what you get. And it's like Russ makes one layup. Yeah, <laughs> counterpoint. So I'm watching this, and I'm like, I'm like, listen, Russ, like, because the Weber stuff really started during the Spurs series. Oh yes, and Russ had a. a Bad game. Like then, and then the next game, uh, Weber was like riding for him hard after every made jumper, and saying like, "All you people who say that he should be playing differently, like, look at this." And I'm like, "Listen, <laughs> if you go back over the course of Westbrook's career, like, there's definitely a balance that he has to strike. That sometimes he doesn't strike, and there's and, like a lot of the criticisms there. That's all I'm saying." Can I ask you guys a question? Poll. Quick poll. Sure. Do you think that Russell Westbrook thinks that he is better than Steph Curry? Yes. Definitely. That's why this series is great. Yeah, I, there, was a, there was a point last night. I can't remember what it was like. He thought he got fouled by Curry or something happened with Curry. And he was just ba- you could just see in his eyes that he was just like, Steph is a peon. Like, I am, <laughs> I am like way better than this guy. <laughs> And I think it sometimes gets into Steph's head a little bit. Like, I don't know why Steph went diving for that ball out uh, off the court. Like, that Me was... Neither. You're the franchise, dog. Like, let let Ian Clark do that. 
I really don't need another Steph, injury, yeah. Steph Curry injury watch. Especially not because he dives into a bunch of yeah. venture capitalists in the yeah. first lower, lower bowl of the Oracle. I know. That was really, that was so annoying. Speaking of, speaking of Steph and, and Russ, though, do you feel like he gets less respect from his peers than most other great players? Russ? Like, I feel like when you, when you watch KD, like, Players around the league all have like universal respect for KD, and Steph, I, for some reason, isn't there yet. I think that's kind of true. I in these playoffs, particularly last night, I just could not believe how aggressive the other teams are with, are allowed to be with Steph. Like they, I mean, he gets plenty of calls, but he really gets like pushed around on like every single play. That's, Do you think that's because he shows people? That's up? one of Dion's best qualities. In this Dion series. has he been can, like. Dion fouls him on every single play. I know. It's he is great. so handsy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like all those like J.J. Reddick, Rip Hamilton, like weaves that those guys do, like uh, underneath the basket. <laughs> Dion just like grabs him. He's just like, you're not going anywhere. I love it. Um, I think that's, that's great. That Let's keep Steph talking about that different. respect thing, though. Yeah, I think getting back to that's a good question. I think that Steph is just like one of the reasons he's so popular and people have like gravitated, the fans have gravitated toward him. It's he's just like a different type of dude. Like everything, and then in this is like a topic that I discuss a lot, but like he's just like a different kind of star. And I think that um, maybe that is related to also what he is like as a regular guy and like that, and like just the type of player he is like among his peers is just different. And like maybe that's why he's not as like, doesn't get like dapped up in the way that Kevin Durant does. I mean, I think that the, the very obvious answer is that there's not really very many ways to stop him other than being physical with him. Yeah. And I also think that there might be an element of, by the nature of the way he shoots and the way, like what he does and like the explosions he's capable of producing, like guys, like, you know, he shows people up in a way. It's like, not unlike what Blake does to people, you know, where he's just like hanging off the rim and like all that stuff. It's like Steph will like do a shot, like a 35 footer and turn away before it goes in. Like that's embarrassing. I'm glad that you brought up the Clippers. (laughs) I do feel like the Warriors, um, while they're like beloved and people love watching Steph, they're really cocky. They're really, really cocky. And I feel like people, I feel like fans who are not from yeah, the Bay Chris Area Paul is another one turn on them. thinks he's better than Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you disagree. <laughs> Wait, what? And so you disagree? No, I, well, I mean, Chris Paul's obviously not better than Steph. <laughs> it's just, I, I agree that, uh, I'm like, I feel like the way he dominates, like, with the 35-footers and turns around, I, I feel like people haven't really adjusted to that being a way to, to really take over games, and they still kind of look at it as a gimmick. Yeah. But, like, if you if you took his stats in just, like, the last 18 months and gave them to Kevin Durant, like, the entire league would be worshiping him right now. Well, that actually but brings up something that I wanted to ask you. Is it how good Kevin Durant looked well, last night in his we, athleisure? We know that Russ probably thinks he's better than Steph Curry. Do you think Kevin Durant thinks he's better than Steph Curry? 100%. I don't. You Really? Nope. Because he doesn't play like it. Hmm. You think he gets rattled by oh, man. the Warriors? Kevin Durant came out last night and was just like, yeah, it was like very crowded in there. I guess I'm just going to have to like shoot over three people. I'm doing like, that's not how he talks. He doesn't talk like <laughs> friggin' Jason Schwartzman. But like <laughs> this is he he said that after the game. And I feel like he doesn't just like I Russ or not like Kev needs to like take the game over. Like if they're going to lose, they're going to lose on him missing. Yeah. I mean, I think Russ takes a lot of heat for for Durant not being assertive enough sometimes. And like that we definitely in the second half, I mean, it's hard to blame anybody because when Steph goes off like that, like I would just walk up the court yeah. because like yeah, what yeah. the hell are you going to do? It was pretty amazing. But, uh, but 
the second quarter when Durant got going, and he, I think he had like 23 in the first half, when he, and when he was going back and forth with Dion, I was watching that being like, holy shit, like, I don't think they're going to win this series, but I really hope they win a title one day. Yeah. Because, like, I just love Durant's game. It's so good he's when really it works. He's really fun to watch. He's, like, he's just so unique. There's, I mean, like, like Steph, he's so unique. There's... I mean, it, and it's unfair because he's still a seven-footer. Like, he doesn't with, have... With a great shot. And he has a great shot, but he doesn't have Steph's handle, and yeah. he doesn't have Steph's mobility, so it's unfair he to be, He does have like, Steph's turnovers, though. Yeah, but it's unfair to say to him, like, oh, you're not <laughs> creating your own shot and weaving through these guys. Like, he... But I think that like the when when you see him get caught like doing that same like comes off a screen, stands sixteen feet from the basket, like I, I just feel like he could do more to assert himself to like take over these games. I think it's it's really highlighted in like some exceptional exceptional moments when with Golden State, they never really like they like broken plays are usually unless it's a, like a straight, a straight up turnover, like broken plays are usually converted. Like they don't really have broken plays. Yeah, you know? That's true. But um can we the, can we just pause for a second yeah, sure. to uh, to appreciate how much better this series is than last year's Warriors Rockets Conference Final? Oh my God! Yeah. It's not even a contest. <laughs> you know what? This is just like a thousand times better than watching James Harden flail into that into the Golden State defense like twenty five times a game. Uh, and you know what Harden's been doing in the meantime? What he allegedly Give me an Instagram update? No, it is a TMZ Sports update. My favorite kind of update. Allegedly, <laughs> um, he's being accused of breaking a photographer's like finger in Los Angeles outside of a club. A guy went a pa- oh, paparazzi man. went up to him outside of a club and asked him his thoughts on Trump. Allegedly, allegedly. But like honestly, <laughs> like what's wrong with that paparazzi? I don't care what James Harden thinks about Trump. Like I really just don't. I would love. I would love. James Harden's thoughts on Trump. I completely disagree. It's, a, it's also a good, <laughs> give, it's, give it's a good question take. to ask because most people will turn and be like, what? Well, what are my thoughts on Trump? <laughs> Does James- Trump's running mate. Trump's, Trump should run with Harden. <laughs> Harden or Dwight Howard. <laughs> wow, what a great <laughs> idea. A little bit more hateable. <laughs> Sharp, where are, you, where are you at on the on the Dwight Howard, uh, the Dwight Howard, like, reputation. Home, home improvement tour? Reputation. Yeah. Re- restoration. restoration. Yeah. Because he's did he did an interview with Jackie yeah. McMullen today on ESPN where he's like just sounds really reasonable like he just he's like going out of his way to no. sound super reasonable. You you we talked about this last week. I'm so out on humanized Dwight Howard, and I I feel bad because he is just a regular guy. But like no, he's not. He I just also, want to say this wait, is sharp, guy, this sharp, is... wait one second. He's not a regular guy. Just like let's be clear, he's not regular. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, he just, he collects assault rifles and snakes. I mean, I'm, I will never ride for Dwight Howard. Um, and he's put us through five years of just, like, fuckery, and I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I don't forgive you. What if you play for the Wizards? I, like, the Wizards, I'm so close to giving up on the Wizards don't forever after the Scott Brooks news. You, no, I just, it's just. I need. I may need a few years to just process my thoughts independently from the Wizards. What's up with Brad Beal? Like Brad Beal? Yeah. The, the Beal stuff. Like, Is if he... Beal could have stayed on the court this year, the the Wizards season would have been fine. But I mean, this is like now year four, and he still can't still can't stay healthy. So like, I don't want to blame him for that, but like, it's an issue. And like, he, I don't want to get too too deep into Wizards talk, but like, he should be what. CJ McCollum is for the Blazers, and he's just not there. Yeah, that is kind of crazy how like CJ just like it is stole his lunch. Yeah, yeah. I was watching some Blazers as exit <laughs> interviews today, 
in preparation for this podcast. <laughs> this was not on the rundown. Really? She said yeah. like it was for the for the podcast. It was like in no way like relevant to what we were talking about today. Where do you where do you even watch Blazers exit interviews? YouTube.com, dog. Come on. <laughs> like PortlandTrailBlazers.com. Like I don't um, even know. I, think I didn't it, know those were public, nah, but good think, for you. I think it was like a new a news source. I love exit a, interviews. A news source. <laughs> Like, Were there any Al Farouk Amino insights? I didn't get to him. I uh, obviously went to Mo Harkless, potentially my new favorite <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I like Mo Harkless. What's wrong with that? He's a solid shooter, solid role player. <laughs> like Mo Harkless like is the, definitely the player version pod. of Mike Malone, though. <laughs> well, I also love Mike Malone. I was thrilled to see him representing the Kings at the draft lottery. The Nuggets. I mean, sorry, the Nuggets. I'm so excited about Mike Malone. Yeah, he's in a good spot. You know, he, I think I feel like Denver's a good place for him. There's not too much pressure. He could just do his Mike Malone thing. He was looking and, a little more you know, stylish. He looked great. He's yeah. got a good team, too. Although, yeah. he, they should probably trade for Reed and get some stuff back for him. I mean, they, they were about two years too late. I know. Send him to Portland. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> okay. I think he would do well there. Yeah, so are you in on the Blazers? Um, is, no. this, is this your new team? No, but I'm fascinated by them. I'm fascinated by... Um, fascinated by Mo Harkless. <laughs> <laughs> this is all like a, a cry for help. Sharp, the other day, uh, our tech editor at The Ringer, Molly McHugh, responded to Myers Leonard's uh-huh. query about where he should visit in rural Oregon during his summer road trip. And Molly was like, you're missing a couple places in your list. And Myers Leonard liked it. Yes, he did. Yeah, and then Juliet liked that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I responded with a side-eye emoji, and Myers also liked that one. Yeah, so it's all coming together. So Myers me. checks every single That's one of his fantastic. mentions. So, um, I totally forgot about Myers. He's been injured. That's why he forgot about him. But he's doing better. He's betting on himself. He's betting on himself. Um, let's go back to Damian Lillard for one second. Um, we have never discussed the Meet the Hoopers commercials. What do you think about Damian Lillard being forced to be the baby of the family? Well, so a lot of people have hot takes about the Meet the Clippers commercials being Meet like, the- I'm so sick of these commercials. Oh, my God. You like it? But I laugh I laugh at Lillard's line every single time when he says, no good Clippers. Dame so Dalla? That's my, this is my confession. I just think that soon we have to stop. This is a bigger conversation that Chris and I have often. Soon, Damian Lillard like needs to be taken out of the underdog category. Like he's no longer an underdog. Yes, he was overlooked for All Star. Everyone acknowledges that was a mistake. Like, and it's also like just really not reflective of his talent anyway. Like, okay, cool. You asked for an invitation to USA Basketball. It's great. You probably deserve it. Like, I'm just like I'm ready to open a new chapter with Damian Lillard, and that's really why I was watching his exit interview because I was just wondering like where his head is at. And that. did he did he talk about that at all? No, but he uh, just be ready for a new beginning. I do think he has like more confidence and poise. Obviously, he's getting older. Like that's that just because happens. the front office of his franchise goes out of its way every day to be like Damian Lillard is God. I know they do. It's true. Yeah, it, they're really pumping him up. But it's it's just well, kind of interesting to watch like that kind of superstar like... in the making happen. Like he's getting better endorsements, and you know his team thrived even though they lost like supposedly their best player, and that's like a that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So I'm just I'm I think it was a him. big deal, but. I'm I'm also my Blazers opinion is that like people got too high on them over the last few weeks like they they were going to get blown off the court by the Clippers and then Chris Paul got hurt Blake Griffin like quit the series and uh and was hurt also and uh <laughs> so interesting it, order like, I love these Dame. things <laughs> quit the series but was yeah, also like, hurt <laughs> like 
I don't know, man. I like I I love the Blazers, but they're still a ways away from from being in like the actual like cream of the crop in the West. Sure. Don't you think? Sure. Although, I feel like over the like after the that Warriors series, people were like, "This team played the Warriors so close, and like they're they have arrived, and they're for real now." And I like I don't know. I mean, Dame is definitely for real. Like him getting getting the Blazers this far this year was a huge deal. But like they still need like two or three more starters. Sure, you, you don't believe in Mason Plumley? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. He's the and, mascot like, of my next block party. Harkless. So, Sharp, while Juliet was watching um, Mo Harkless exit interviews, (laughs) I was watching uh, one of my favorite annual videos. Oh, yes. Comes out every year. No matter what time of year, it's always great. It's Pat Riley end of season press conference time. It's classic. Oh, God. That's awesome. Pat Riley. Let's take a second. We don't think about or talk about Pat Riley enough. No, we don't. But I am going to start. Pat Riley is probably the most powerful man in basketball, right? Like, over, like over the last thirty years, has there been anybody who has wielded more power? There should not be a championship team in Miami. Like Miami should not be a three-time championship team over the last twenty years. Just given like the way things shake out, usually with expansion franchises and everything. What Agre- a what a, yeah. what a what an architect he is! The architect from the Matrix. <laughs> Dwayne Wade is well. His his power move. His power move to get to Miami, and then I think he got he got some ownership stake too. Yeah, and then when he, he left got, New York, and he fired oh. Stan and took over and won a championship. Yeah, like this is this is the, the new day Machiavelli. It's great. So he gave his end of the season press conference, and he talked a lot about Bosch. And he actually, you know, I mean, the Bosch stuff is so complicated because I just don't understand the medicine behind it. So it's really hard to comment. But we've obviously like we all love Bosch. We hope he comes back. I would love to see him on the Heat because it would be great to see those guys get one more chance together. Bosch is, I think, our collective yeah. top five, like all, all time top five. Great guy. I think also one thing that was just cool about this press conference, and you'll get into it more, is. They really like addressed topics, including Chris Bosh. Yeah, I mean, this thing is is that like in a, uh, Riley does not hedge. No, like he has a take, <laughs> and he just gives you the take. So it's like his press conference a few years ago was like half the reason LeBron left. I'm convinced. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then so the uh, the best thing that he said during this one, they were talking about Whiteside, about Hassan Whiteside, whether he's going to leave on free agency or whatever. And uh, Riley said, I met with him the other day and asked him if he liked chocolate gummies in his gift baskets. And he said, do I need to do? And I said, do you need me to take you to Parrot Jungle or get you on a ferry ride around to take you to the best locations to buy houses around Miami? Do you need a sightseeing tour? And uh, Whiteside smiled and said, coach, I know enough about Miami, which is true because he's constantly in college Snapchats in Miami. <laughs> but that's a, that's, that's a that's a fucking amazing way like if somebody's like oh what are you guys gonna do to keep durant in oklahoma they're not talking about that no they're not saying like oh i'm gonna take him yeah. to parrot island and give him some chocolate gummies like what a lunatic what a what an original man i can't like we're gonna miss pat riley when he's gone he's like a, a movie character. well it's great it because uh, two years ago or with lebron he was like i'm not gonna drop the rings on the table and basically was like i'm not recruiting this guy to stay yeah and now he's back in recruiting mode. I love and I, it. I like Whiteside in Miami. Me too. I feel like it's a good, it's a good spot. There's, for him. I, if, I, if you're Whiteside, you have to have somebody next to you who tells you like ten percent, like fifty percent of the reason why you're doing what you're doing is because of the guys in that building who have helped you do it. I hope so. I really hope so. Also, they would have won that series if he'd stayed healthy. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
I um, wish I, I feel like we were really raw. We like were. heat calves would have been so good. Uh, we would have gotten like some incredible Dwayne Wade daggers. Like there's just no question. There would have been at least two games where he just like fucked over the calves. Gabrielle Union maybe being like, I'm not going to fucking Cleveland. She's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to shit Ohio. On Twitter. <laughs> um, the other good things that Pat Riley did was like, you know, because they have they they have some cap space, but they were asking him about all the players who were who were up, and he was just like. Dwayne Wade, heat lifer. Udonis Haslam, heat lifer. Still plays like he's 25. <laughs> he's just like so confident. I'm like, so you're just going to give up all this money for Haslam, Wade? He's like, Dragic needs to get in shape. It was great. <laughs> he was just like shading Dragic, basically daring Whiteside not to come back. Uh, Bring him back Wade and Haslam. A couple, a couple points the on that. The Heat are legit like the mafia. Yeah, that's it's yeah, great. They you are. really do have lifers. Like, Udonis Haslam's going to play on the Heat until he's 45. But you know what? That's look attractive at Alonzo for guys. Look at Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, he's a lifer. That's attractive for players, isn't Juwan it? Juwan Howard? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The prospect that a team will take care of you in your 30s when you're maybe not as useful as you were is like, a, it must be a huge thing. And you get to live in Miami, a delightful place to live. Yeah. I love it. Um, he, he's my new professional role model. He, I'm just like, I'm just like he's a, a man. Who, Pat Riley? Yeah, a man of excellence who speaks directly. <laughs> That's how I want to leave as well. Um, but, just commanding men. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chris just brought up something important, which is him shading Goran Dragic, telling him to get in shape. Second time that's happened this season. Tyron Lue did that for his team when yeah. he took over. And there's a lot of emphasis oh, on like a, yeah. on like strength and conditioning in the NBA right now. I know it's a hot topic for Chris. Sharp, let me bounce this theory off of you. <laughs> So you know how, like, for the last five years, it, the big debate in basketball has been, like, old-school basketball guys versus new-school analytics? Yeah. I think the next big fight is going to be between basketball guys and even analytics guys versus the sports science dietitian squad. <laughs> because I think that... Like the, well, I just think that you're going to see more and more teams give more and more power to, like, sports science and and, like... Guys were like, oh, this is how they have to sleep. This is the shakes they need to drink. This is when they yeah. have to eat their grains. This is like they have to stop doing this. Like you can't practice this hard. And guys like Riley being like, we didn't need any of this shit to win our three-peat Yeah, but in, like in you just see how like that – like the the person – that the woman who was uh, – what was her name? What was the woman who was in – Jen Swanson. Yeah, she got fired from the Bulls. <laughs> like Tom Thibodeau just yeah. hired Jimmy Butler's trainer to come to the Wolves. <laughs> Like there, there's all Hinky had all sorts of crazy stuff. You got Joel in Doha. <laughs> Hinky had practice yoga. Yeah. So th- I just think that that's going to increasingly become a thing because one thing it's hard enough for coaches to get told like, hey, like so and so is like really more effective if you play him like this, you know, by an analytics person. Which it, I think that that has been assimilated into just basketball thought, and people just understand that now. But it's going to be difficult, like when you go up to somebody and you're just like, you can't practice because you need re- rest you're is out. very yeah. important. You're out. Yeah. There's a lot more um, like players wanting to stay in the game and like visibly fighting with our coach about it. Kevin Durant, yeah. in particular, yeah, yeah. And I just feel like that happens more and more. I feel like KD and Russ both want to play like 45 minutes a game in this series, yeah. and they've been it has they haven't gotten there. Like even against the Spurs, I thought they were going to play more. I feel but like Donovan that team is really is, tough. Keeps pulling them. That's one thing I really like about them. I mean, KD played 46 minutes in Game One, so yeah. that's a lot. Uh, he, I think he plays more minutes than oh, Russ. Okay. Right? He left them out there a little too long last night. I thought. I mean, I was like, I understand. Yeah, maybe Russ. I understand they wanted to like try to put up like a good face or whatever, but like lose by forty and save save their energy. 
Adams is tough, man. Ad- Adams is so tough. It's unbelievable. Just, Adams got hurt like three times last yeah. night. He, he, uh, was, he finished it. He might be a Game of Thrones character. Like, just straight out of Westeros. Like, invincible, tough funny like can you see him like riding through the the, the shire with jamie lannister yeah. yeah like he could be braun he definitely has a westeros vibe yeah he he really really does what else do we have sharp you were a, tar- in, a targaryen you were in philly for the draft party for the right Ricky sanchez draft party right yeah um do they like you there uh, i'm not they don't really like me there i'm kind of like a lovable heel i think at this point yeah. uh Chris gets a lot of love though oh, from good. people, and whenever, whenever, yeah, you you got some love at the at the lottery party. <laughs> that's nice. That's really lovely. Well, he's HBO's Chris Ryan, <laughs> the now. son of Philadelphia. <laughs> um, did you see that Paul George and Reggie Jackson are currently on vacation together in Spain? So Juliet, are you? Do you want Paul George in L.A.? I do. Unrelated to his vacation with Reggie Jackson. Oh, this is the the D'Angelo Russell and the two for Paul George. Yeah, don't you think that would be great for both sides? Yes. Like I, I think that's I too much that for the Lakers to go. To uh, the Lakers much. have to have like a couple of people lined up for free agency if they do that. Okay, they're probably. Like, yeah, it seems like the D'Angelo Russell thing was really like quite bad. I don't know if that's like blown over, but that seems really bad. Although I do think like Luke Walton has a universal praise, one hundred percent approval rating, so maybe he'll be good for. D'Angelo Russell. Did you, I don't know. Is it, did you say the next in your Sports Illustrated piece, Sharp? Did you say that Ben Simmons is friends with D'Angelo Russell? Uh yeah. Okay. Of course he is. Yeah, they they played in high school together, so they they know each other. And in Orlando, I think. Uh, yeah, at Monte Verde or whatever. Montbird. Yeah. My Orlando friends say it's Montbird, and by my Orlando <laughs> friends, I mean friends of Chandler Parsons. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say your Parsons mafia. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so the other thing is, is if they do keep D'Angelo and, and bring in Luke Walton, like that's going to be such a young, fun group next year, and it's going to be just 180 degrees different than the last two awful years with Byron Scott. I'm really hoping that I, I this is a very important draft for Minnesota because I feel like they they're could the five, get right? they're five, and I know that you had a, you had Ellenson going there, right? Yeah, I really want them to take Buddy, or, but I don't. I want them to take Buddy. I think Buddy would Buddy would be a great Tibbs pick oh, too. Oh god, that would be so awesome. Buddy, Zach, Zach Buddy Wiggins. seems great. Zach Levine, I'm impressed by how much he's improved over two years. I didn't see this coming. I know he's a great athlete, I, but his honestly, I feel better. like Yeah, I feel like a year and a half ago we talked about Zach Levine and we're like, he seems like he's just never gonna put it together and kinda sucks. But uh, he's like towards the end of the year, he he looked really good. Yeah, and he got a lot of meaningful minutes with Rubio being hurt again. And it was, he's I but like then when him. Rubio came back, I feel like he played better because he had had with experience Rub- yeah. with the ball. Yeah, yeah, and he and they started playing him with Rubio too, which was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. It- it's also crazy how much how much of a difference uh, Carl Towns makes. Oh, like, I mean, he's so good that like now everybody on that roster looks better because Wiggins doesn't have to be the guy, and he's just kind of like a bonus. And then it's the same with Levine. It's like the difference of, the difference that one player makes. It like he he just changes everything with those guys. I feel like Towns is going to develop into like the like a kind of dude who can just do no wrong. Like get into a scandal. Like if he like had some like James Harden style scandals, 
I don't even like, and by that I mean like allegedly going to like a club too often. Be like, it's okay. He's I feel so like you poised. You can only get in so much trouble in Minnesota. I just feel like you, wherever he is, I just feel like that guy's got a good head on his shoulders, and he's poised, and he wears dope glasses, and I don't know. I just feel like he's he's the next. Obviously, he's amazing at basketball, and like all NBA heads love him. But I just feel like he's gonna be beloved. I just feel like people are gonna love him. Sharp. Who's gonna be a better team next year? Point God, Giannis Bucks, or second year Carl Towns Wolves? Ooh, uh, I mean, I think you got to go with the Wolves, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm siding with Tim, <laughs> our guy. I think that they're going to be great. Mr. Intensity. They're I'm really be excited. so fun. What if it, I'm really excited. Wait. I, I like seeing Coach Kidd at the, at the draft lottery. Yeah. I wonder if it's like weird for him to go back to New York or he just goes so frequently that it's like, oh, yeah, here I am. It's actually like Milwaukee. I don't my feel like Coach home. Kidd gets off at JFK and is like, oh, it's so weird to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably summering in the Hamptons anyway. You think so? Yeah, that's where he got his DUI a couple years ago. <laughs> I was going to say, he's got a little sketchy history in the Hamptons. Yeah. Might be time for a fresh start. Fresh, go to Newport. Right before his final season as a player. Before, that's right. Before becoming a coach. Um, what else, Sharp? Any, any, anything we need to touch on? Yeah, Jason Kidd definitely studied from the, uh, the Pat Riley School yeah. of Management. With his Machiavelli takeover of the Bucks, winners say winning. What do you think about the Bucks and their agent? Like, basically, Jeff Jason Schwartz. Kidd's agent is like controlled their draft. Yeah, Jeff Shorts. Uh, believe- like, he's the reason they took Jer- Rashad Vaughn. The reason uh, Jared Bayless was there. Like, he's also Michael Carter Williams' what- agent, isn't he? Is he? Does Jeff Schwartz yeah. have any like valuable free agents this summer? He's like the shadow president of the Bucks. I don't know. He just started shouting um, Teletovich. I don't think he understood the question. I said valuable free agents. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just mean like guys without jobs. I just meant no. But it, like, who's uh, who's Jeff Schwartz like the agent for in the draft this year? Because they have the tenth pick. I don't. I don't really know. Did you see those they, rumors that they've made like a? Did you see the Chris Dunn stuff where it was like? Chris Dunn is being held out of or like his medical records are being withheld so that people who already teams that already have starting point guards won't draft him. They want him to go somewhere that doesn't have a starting point guard. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was just I, I, that's another thing that I think I think we're going to see agents screwing with teams more this yeah. year than we have in the in years past. They, the Simmons stuff could happen. Yeah. Well, so. So, yeah, this is my question for you, Chris, is, like, where are you at right now? Do you feel like the process worked, number one? Like, are you about to become, like, number one Sixers head over the next few years? Like, are you coming back into the fold? What, what's how, how are you feeling after the last week? I'm super excited. The thing is, is that it's a lottery. Like, we really improved our chances. We had a 26% chance to get the first pick, so we got it. Like, that's great. Thanks for the math lesson. Yeah. But... <laughs> that's unnecessary <laughs> just go, going through my thing here sorry my bad um, he's been studying pat riley uh yeah i know she's just like i'm not showing you my rings uh i am i like i'm all in i guess like i'm i'm excited i think you have to take simmons you you must take simmons you can't get really? the yeah he's the so he's why the, are you suddenly simmons I didn't. Didn't you say you were Ingram yesterday? I said Ingram. I said yesterday. I was like Ingram is the guy who does the things that we don't have, which is like shooting and defense. And he would be probably like, yeah, it would be like seventeen points a game, probably out of the gate. It would probably, Chris wants a star though, but I want a guy who could be like, oh, look, we got Dirk, oh, like MVP level. Yeah, we got like a fifteen-year franchise player. 
Is that Ben Simmons? Though? I don't know, but you have to try. If that Ben Simmons is the if the upside of Ben Simmons is that projection, you gotta have to you, you kind of have to take him, right? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Sharp, what do you think about Embiid coming uh, back? Juliet, I, uh, I I can't wait to see Embiid, man. He's gonna be great. Like he honestly, I had forgotten about Embiid until his draft night tweet about Shirley Temple <laughs> or his lottery night tweet. And, uh, and, like, it would actually be a lot of fun to see him on the floor at some point. Like, I don't know how he'll look. And he's so much bigger than most of the centers that play now. But it'll be, it'll, it'll be fun. Like, the Sixers are going to be a weird collection of players next year because Dario Sarge is going to be in the mix. Like, they might get a point guard who actually knows how to play they in the trade, NBA. They, they're like, going to trade Okafor probably. I saw that Okafor and Grayson yeah, Allen are doing summer school together. Nice. Tate's just shaking his head. He's so pissed about it. Such bullshit. <laughs> I like when NBA players Tate, get their degree. Tate and I, You're just over the Sixers. At some point, Tate You're and I are going to come on with like a. Yeah. We're going to have like a 45 minute yes. bonding session over over hating Duke, and we'll, we'll release that as a pod. Okay. That sounds that sounds great. Intern Sharp, we really missed you. It's great to have you on our podcast. It's awesome to awesome to hear your voice, man. Thank yeah, it's been way too long. I'm sad that we couldn't do this in person. I, I was kind of counting on uh, the Clippers be, like making it further in the playoffs, but they sort of screwed screwed me over um, on my on my West Coast swing. Well, Folks can read your stuff on SportsIllustrated.com. I'm already looking forward to All-Star 2018. Yes, Will you be coming to that? It's in Los Angeles. <laughs> Come to Charlotte next year. Juliet's trying, try, trying to be like Pat Riley right now, and I can't tell <laughs> if it works for her. She's being very direct. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> really confrontational. Working. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you can read me on Sports Illustrated. We we have a podcast, Open Floor Podcast, me and Ben Golliver. And, uh, you know, we're having fun. I, I want to get out to L.A., though, to see you guys and, and mostly to see Tate and talk Carolina. <laughs> Tate's the most popular person associated with the Ringer podcast. Well, Juliet and I are glad to be second and third in your power rankings. I don't, um, we don't That's not been confirmed. We could be four and five. That's true. Who knows? That's true. You, can you guys come to Vegas also? Can we get can we get a little reunion in Vegas I, for summer league? I don't mesh well with the desert, so I don't think so. <laughs> Come on, Pat Riley will probably be there. No, Pat Riley not. does not go to Vegas. He does not go to summer league. He has guys that go do that for him. Pat. Does he go to Vegas? Does Pat Riley go to Vegas? No. If you're in Vegas, I'll go. I'll go for a day to see you. All right. Okay. Good. I'll see. You in, I'll see you good soon. Good deal. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. I'll talk to you guys. All right. That's a wrap on sources. Say we'll be back before the finals, probably. We promise. There's so much more stuff to dissect. Well, and then then we truly get into our. It's our peak season. Is draft and free agency. And summer hanging out, summer partying. NBA summer, I love you so much. Get at me, NBA players. If you're in LA, we'll have you come to the studio for our podcast. Y'all thought we was gone, gone. Yeah.